Hey friends, welcome to Wild Confidence Podcast, where we help one another find, keep, and share our confidence in Christ. I'm your host, Ainsley B. It's an honor to bring you some inspiring conversations with amazing guests. Before we hear today's conversation, I want to kindly ask if you'd leave a five-star review and share this episode with a friend who might like it. I'd also love to connect on Instagram, so find me at Ainsley B. Okay, I can't wait anymore. Let's get to know our guest. After defeating a terminal cancer diagnosis, Jackie has committed her life to helping others rekindle hope through their seasons of struggle. As a licensed hope coach through Go and Tell Gals and founder of Press Towards Purpose, her heart is for women of all ages needing to strengthen their gifts, shatter fears, and walk in their God-given purpose. She believes it is a beautiful way to spend life running beside those hurting for the name of Christ and the encouragement of others. Jackie, we are so excited to hear from you. Welcome to the Wild Confidence Podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing so well. Thank you so much for having me here. This is so exciting. Of course. We Before we press record, we were both like, we are so tired. So <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we're going to power through and it's going to be great. <laughs> yes, it's definitely been a season, but God is good. He's yeah. sustaining. So you and I know each other through our friend Blake. And we did the Rise of the Wild Women conference together, which was so much fun, despite our technical difficulties. We had such a great time. And I remember listening to your uh, talk and being like, okay, she's got to come on Wild Confidence. We got to talk. So, and you have an incredible celebration right now. And I want to hear all about it. So can you tell us what your journey has looked like? lately because I know that it has been a a wild ride. Yes, it has definitely been a wild wild ride. Um, So a little bit about my story. Um, I am actually, uh, I've been battling cancer for a very long time, a couple years now. um, And I just, I remember at the time of my diagnosis, I was actually given six months to live. Um, And I also just remember needing like a way to get back up on my feet and somehow still walk in a season that helped me experience hope, Um, like just the hope of Jesus. And just to be honest, cancer, um, if you've been through it or not, it is a horrendous experience. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some, I remember some days um, still are. And I just remember one day I had to uh, write a will. I remember I had to tell my kids you know, that their mommy was going to heaven. Um, I mean, these, these moments of just trauma and emotional, just draining. Um, I also just remember thinking, man, I have to pick out a casket because I have six months to live. Like it has just been a crazy, crazy uh, experience in that just mentally as well. Um, and yeah, just traumatic, but I also remember just clinging to, uh, the verse in second Corinthians and the promise that I was pressed, but I was never crushed. And I just remember reading that one day and it's literally just been my life verse. And, um, it's so amazing how that verse has just come to life, um, in this season of my life, because again, I just, I remember praying to the Lord, um, you know, Uh, regarding my kids, like, God, I, I need you to show up for them. 
Like, Mm -hmm. I know that you're real, but I need you to show up for my babies. Like, I want you to show up for them. I want them to see that you're real. I want them to experience the healing that you can give their mommy. And so um, I just clung on to that verse. I I pushed through. I prayed a lot. um, And God, you know, at that at that time just had to be enough for me. Like there was really no other way but to believe in someone greater than myself and to choose Mm. to really just suffer well and to suffer, you know, well alongside him. And so it was a huge reality check on hope, on what hope looked like, on confidence, um, on what that looked like, you know, just being lived out and on what really following Jesus um, was truly, you know, counting the cost and carrying our cross. And so through through that time, um, I just, I remember God speaking to me and saying, listen, like there are people who are desperate for me. And I started reading in the scriptures and I just remember, you know, like people coming from roofs, rooftops to get to Jesus and women getting stepped on, you know, pushing through this massive crowd just to touch his cloak for healing. And so it's this desperation for Jesus. And so I felt that too. Um, and you know, the healing that I wanted, I was able to just feel it and see it and have it come into my life this past month. And I guess that's what we are celebrating. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Because I was just given, um, I went to the doctor and I was just given a clean report and it was crazy because I literally like the night before I was just praying and I said, Lord, like, I don't know what this, what this looks like. I don't know where, um, to stand like anymore, except for you. Um, but I'm tired, like Mm -hmm. I'm tired and I don't want to do this anymore. And I, I was just tired. And so I woke up the next day without cancer. That's what, that's insane. (laughs) It's crazy. (laughs) It's just crazy. Like I woke up, my doctor called me in, looked over the scans and literally no, no cancer was detected in my body, like at all. (laughs) Like it blows my mind that it went from six months to live. Yes. To none at all. Yep. That is insane. Yep. I mean, what was your first thought? Like, were you just like, I I was speechless. I literally asked the doctor, I was like, okay, in my brain, she's like clean in my heart, clean in my lungs, clean. And she just kept saying clean, 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 clean. And I was just like, but are you sure? And it was like that confidence at that moment. Like God is like, hello, I just healed you. (laughs) I just healed you. And, and, and I just, I was in shock you know, I was in awe. I cried like a baby and it was just an incredible, an incredible feeling. I celebrated with all my friends and family and it was phenomenal. (laughs) I mean, I just cannot imagine. I really can't. And there's two paths that it seems like a lot of people could go in your journey, you know, the, the path that you went, which was radical dependence on the Lord, complete submission and obedience. And then the other that is just, you know, I can't believe in anything because how could this happen to me? Mm. 
and your approach and your faith is so encouraging for anyone who feels pressed or uh, pressed but not crushed. I think that is such a good reminder um, for everyone that even in the hardest seasons, I mean, I I personally cannot imagine a harder season than being told that you're going to have six months to live and you have kids and you have a family. And like, I cannot imagine that. I mean, how (laughs) crushed you really would feel. Yeah. And so I don't know, just thinking about like anyone who feels crushed right now, that Mm -hmm. verse being you, that you're pressed, but, but not crushed is so encouraging. So I'm really glad that you said that because it does put it a little bit in perspective on, you know, what day-to-day life is like and our struggles and all of that. But especially with like where we're at in the world today, it it does feel like a crushing. It does oh, feel absolutely. like a, gosh, what the heck is going on? So, mm-hmm. so in this process, I mean, in this journey, like this crazy, crazy journey, I imagine that there at some point <laughs> you lost confidence. Yeah. or started to do you is that fair to say did oh, you oh it's fair to say it? for sure let i mean let's be real right yeah. like <laughs> i mean you're told you're going to die and you're told you have this terrible you know disease and it's like where are you god like mm-hmm. i'm your child you have abandoned me you have left me now obviously those are things that i had to process and go through but those are real and legitimate yeah. concerns and and questions um, that someone that is suffering goes through, and you know, I think, I think a lot of, a lot of the times, I think a lack of confidence is just rooted in the lie that our situations are hopeless, mm. and that is what happened to me for some time. You know, I couldn't understand how a good God could remove a mother from their from her children I couldn't understand yeah. why he wasn't allowing me to grow old with my husband right yeah. um I just I didn't understand and the lie that was rooted in that situation um was that it was hopeless and that God was not going to help me and that there was there was no one to grab a hold of my hand when I reached out and it is the most it is, it is so hard. It is just depressing, um, to think that way, to live that way. It is debilitating. Um, so yes, I mean, let's be honest. It, it happened at one point. Um, and I just understood, I, I slowly understood, um, to realize what was around me, right? Like the lack of, of confidence was rooted in that line that my situation was hopeless. And it just slowly reminded me, you know, when Jesus says to the disciples, Hey, let's, let's get in the boat. We're going to go to the other side. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, I really resonated with that story in Matthew because it's like, man, okay, like we're going to get in the boat. We're following you, Jesus. Like, we're going through these hard waters, right? And then, you know, when the storm hits, the disciples begin to doubt and they get weary and they start questioning Jesus and their confidence in Christ starts withering, right? But mm-hmm. here's where my life changed. Here's where I could take control of my perspective and really gain confidence back. Um, 
And that's by remembering what was true, like mm. what was true at that moment in my circumstance. What do you know to be true in your moment, in your circumstance, right? And so that's what I just felt God consistently telling me and also friends and family, right? Like what is true? Well, you have breath right now. You have another day with your children right now, you know, um, and and because the promise that the Lord made to the disciples was not that the storm would not come. Right. Like that wasn't his promise. Right. So I kind of had to understand, OK, well, the promise not that a storm isn't going to come in my life. The promise to the disciples was that he was going to get them to the other side. Mm. And so I clung to that. And I was like, Lord, you're going to get me to the other side. And so what, what is to be true? That is what we need to cling to. Like what is to be true at that very moment. And so in our struggle to gain that confidence, we have to be very, very careful to not end up judging our story before God reveals his hand right? Before, mm. before we can't, before we end, right? Before we get to the end of it, because he has a plan. He has a plan for our lives. Um, it's just going through that and suffering well. That is very, very, very hard. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I do not, I don't suffer well. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I'm a big baby. And hearing you talk about like how the stories of the Bible or these verses just totally change your perspective is very encouraging because I think a lot of people get so caught up in their frustration that they can't read the word clearly or they can't figure out how to apply it to their lives. But hearing you kind of compare these stories to like uh, your, your suffering and your struggling is like, oh, no, this is literally how the word is still alive. Yes. And I feel like, um, I feel like a lot of times, like, obviously there was times that I didn't want to read the word. Now I knew that to be true, right? Like who is to be true? God is to be true. There are times, there were times in that time that I just, I didn't want to read the word. And, um, I had to, I had, I had to literally like force myself to read the word and remember those those first things, right? It's what Paul calls those first things. You know, he he was born of a virgin. He lived a sinless life. He died on the cross for me. He rose mm. three days later. Like he he sits on the right hand of the throne of the Father. Like the good news. Mm -hmm. It's the simple, beautiful, also chaotic story of the gospel, right? Um, yeah. And when I just didn't want to read my word anymore. I just, I just had to hold on again to what was true. Yeah. Those little things that made a huge impact to who Jesus was and Absolutely. what he was doing on this earth. And he meets us there. Like, like if anyone is listening right now, like he meets us where we are, right. He meets us in our suffering. He meets us in our, in our depression, in our anxiety, in our lack of confidence. There is there's a, a lament that glorifies the Lord. Like we don't have to be perfect. We don't have to know the word of God, you know, uh, memorize it or anything like that. It's important. Absolutely. It's sure. the way that we walk our lives. Absolutely. But in the moments that we can't, that is when the Lord meets us where we're at. And, you know, mm -hmm. the Bible says that the spirit groans for us 
right? Mm -hmm. He talks to the Lord for us when we don't have the words, when we don't have the energy, when we don't have, um, you know, just the capacity to even pray or to talk Mm. to the Lord. The spirit is there for us. And God is so good like that, that he can meet us um, even in our weakest moment. Yeah. I'm even thinking of like, or I feel like someone listening is like, oh, I'm just at the beginning. Like, I feel like I'm just the beginning of this race or whatever. And it's almost like you can't even get into that starting position of taking off to run, you know, and thinking of him just standing next to someone on a track and putting his arm around them and being like, nope, I'm right here. I'm going to meet, I can meet you in the middle of the race. I can meet you at the end of the race. I can meet you anywhere, but especially in, in the starting point, because that sometimes that's the hardest is just doing it. It's just starting is whatever it is, is that initial, um, phone call or conversation of getting devastating news or anything that traumatic happens. It's in the very beginning. Sometimes that can be the hardest to like believe. Absolutely. Yeah. So if, if anyone's feeling like that, I feel like he is just with such a loving and empathetic heart kind of saying, no, I'm even here. I'm even in the beginning. If the Lord has ever felt far away from you, or if you just felt like he is not connecting or you just can't hear him, I have something for you that changed my life and I hope it will change yours too. There are a few things that I do that really help me connect with the Lord, and I turn that into a field guide mini course for you to really connect with the Lord again and reintroduce yourself to Him, to rediscover your identity in Christ. It has been some of the most life-changing practices that I've done, and it's essentially the first month of online mentoring because almost everyone that I mentor, we work through the same exact thing. So not only is it part of you know the online mentoring program but it is only a fraction of the cost so if you have been wanting to connect with the lord learn more about you know his voice and how you can connect with him this mini course is for you it is on my website at ainsleybritton.com forward slash shop and i hope you enjoy it so there are so many things that I feel like you can share with us on uh, finding your confidence in, in the Lord. And how do you do it? I guess my question is, how do you do it on a daily basis? Like, how do you have confidence in the Lord on a daily basis? And are there tools that you have that you can kind of use practically or that you do use practically to stay confident? Hmm. That's awesome. Well, I let me start with um, a Bible verse just came into my mind. Uh, what your eye cannot see, what your ear cannot hear, and what your heart cannot imagine now. Mm-hmm. Your God is preparing for you. Like the promise that something amazing is coming. That is the like the first thing that just gets me up every morning. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God, I, this looks really bad, but you know what? I know and I trust you. So something good's coming, right? Yeah. And there's a promise that he's preparing a good thing for us. Um, I, I have a couple of the ways that I keep, I guess, confidence in my life. Like, obviously I fail. (laughs) Um, but one of the ways is just, um, setting alarms. Like I love to set alarms on my Mm -hmm. phone 
And the alarm could be for like, okay, prayer time, or the alarm can be for like, okay, right now I'm going to listen to a worship song or, um, you know, the alarm can be for anything. I'm going to write in my journal and I'm going to just write thank you notes to God, like anything that I can physically and tangibly do at the moment. Um, that is a tool that I practice every single day that I try to practice every single day. Um, and then loving people. Like, I know this is really, really weird, but mm. my confidence like in Christ and who he is, um, it's very hard to waver and to wither when I'm loving people. Right. So when I'm serving, um, when I'm working in ministry, um, anyone who is, you know, seeking the good of others at, you know, cost to himself is creating this heart of humility and this heart of confidence. And so, and obviously that confidence is not rooted in us, it's in Christ. And so mm -hmm. I guess that would be uh, just some tangible things for, for those listening, like go out and serve someone, go out and love someone, pick up the phone and call your neighbor or call your friend and say, Hey, are you doing okay? Because like listening to people's pain and sitting in that humility, your confidence grows in Christ and not in the flesh. And that's what mm. you, and so write those things down in your journal, set those alarms and love somebody today. Yeah. Are you an Enneagram too? Huh? Are you an Enneagram too? No, I'm actually, I'm <gasps> an Enneagram eight. What? I am. It's so, wow. I, I know everyone says that. Everyone says that. I'm like, no, I am an eight seven. That is fascinating. <laughs> I literally thought you were a two from the get-go. <laughs> wow. What is a two? The helper. And it's oh. actually, it's actually where an eight goes to in growth. Oh wow. That's so that's awesome. very interesting. Listen, that is just Jesus because <laughs> <laughs> That too is just Jesus because yeah, <laughs> I'm an eight, seven. Isn't that crazy? That like, is I crazy. Love, like, itineraries and I love making them and I, and I just, yeah, I just love order. But then my seven comes in and it's like, let's party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm all about you being an eight wing seven, but hearing you talk about like, thank you notes for the Lord and investing in other people and just like checking in on other people. I'm like, this girl has to be a two. <laughs> And then you're saying eight and I'm like, whoa, I yeah. mean, people do not surprise me very often. And you are, I'm shook. I'm like, what? We got to hang around in person. You'll see my ears. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And it's funny because Blake says that I'm like the most eight too, that she knows because I, I get real spicy. Yes. But, yes. But not all the time. But also like, just like, the, the leadership qualities in an eight, like they, they like to lead, like that is so totally. like, I totally. give, like I will make something up and I will get it. <laughs> <laughs> I will lead you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Honestly, whenever we were doing um, some of the conference stuff, it was funny because you, you even led me and it was like from email and it was always, it's funny because every time I was going to send an email that day, you would beat me to it and send me the email, like 
are you gonna sit are you gonna tell me about this this and this and I'm like yeah girl I was about to tell you that today and I'm like that is amazing it's like you can also read minds so that's pretty cool eight right there (laughs) (laughs) I love it oh I mean I think the eight the female eight is my personal superhero so Mm. I get so pumped whenever there's a female eight because I'm like yes we need so many more of those and I'm actually seeing the Lord almost place them around me like the more I'm, the more I think about all the women who have been on Wild Confidence, I'm like, shoot, last season, it was almost all female eights. So I'm like, <laughs> let's go. Yeah, they're powerhouses, man. Like eights have, eights got that confidence, but you know what? We, man, we fall sometimes because of it. Like mm-hmm. we, this is why it's so important to be rooted in, in the gospel and in the confidence of the Lord. Mm-hmm. because we can take that and run like we'd be like yeah I know what I'm doing I don't need your help I got this right and it's like uh-oh let God yes. get in that space now <laughs> yes that is so funny yeah yes so you got you gotta sit down calm down for a second oh, sit down. yeah yeah don't don't forget where I where I am where I sit <laughs> absolutely so. that's amazing okay so I'm thinking like, you know, okay, cancer aside, obviously that is a huge part of your testimony and the things that the Lord has done in your life. But I'm thinking also like your everyday life now. We are cancer free. We are living life and life is still not, you know, perfect for anyone. Life can still be crazy. So what does it look like to pull yourself out of a low place of fear or insecurity now? Mm, okay super simple okay I gotta let him break me Mm. I gotta let him bless me I gotta let him mold me like make me bold Mm. and then I gotta wash my face and rise and get back up because here's the thing like we were talking about enograms earlier um letting him break you is hard like letting him break you every day in humility. And what does that look like? Okay, well, you don't know everything, Jackie. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't see the future. You know, I'm the one sustaining you, right? Like you don't know where your kids are going to end up, but I, I'm trying to train you in that. Yeah. <laughs> okay? So it's like just everyday life, even in ministry, like as a pastor's wife, I can't fix everything. And I want to help so many people, but I tend to become like this savior, right? Mm-hmm. And I tend to to enter into this space where they see me instead of looking at me and seeing Jesus. Yeah. And so it's like every day I'm like, man, life looks like letting him break me, letting him bless me. Receiving is hard. For an eight, receiving is hard. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, yeah. And um I I I love to give, but receiving is like my pride rises up. It's like, I don't know, like, no, I don't need that. I'm good. Why are you giving it to me? Like, can I make a list of yours or something? Like, and the person's like, no, I just want to bless you. Like, can you just receive? And so, um, I have a friend that's literally always, always, she is, she's really teaching me so much. She's breaking my pride. Her name is Bethany Ricks. And oh, she, oh my gosh, I love Bethany. She's amazing. She's mm-hmm. breaking my pride every day. <laughs> I'm like, okay, Bethany, I see you. I see Jesus through you. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, letting him break you, letting him bless you, and letting him make you bold. Um, there is this false uh daily power and authority 
that leaders are taking right now that is unhealthy yeah. and it's just not good. And so it, it doesn't look like bravery. It doesn't look like boldness. It looks like bossing people around and drinking the Kool-Aid, right? Yeah. And so, man, we need more humble leaders. We need more bold leaders. We need more confident leaders who are in Jesus. And nowadays, like it, you can, you can feel the weight of where that's lacking. Yeah. And so let him break you, let him bless you, let him make you bold. And then, Hey, it's going to hurt. <laughs> yeah. It's going to hurt. But you know what? We wash our face and we rise and we thank him for the new mercies and the grace of a new day. And we keep, keep on going, keep on pressing through. Having him break me, mold me, make me bold and bless me. Like those, <laughs> those things. I mean, they're just so simple to say, and they're so hard. They're so hard and they hurt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you yearn and, you know, like some days I just, I, I literally yearn for the Lord to come back and just make things new. There's so much hurt and there's just so many things that are happening internally. I'm like, Lord, just like sift me, sift me, please. Like Jesus says, um, I'm sorry. Like David says, uh, search my heart. Oh God, but we gotta be ready for, for that prayer to be answered. Like that's tough yeah (laughs) search me oh god you better be ready for the lord to search you like i'm sometimes scared to pray that a hundred percent it's like praying for patience i'm like i'm not praying for that (laughs) he's gonna send me things to test my patience and it's been (laughs) enough today right (laughs) i ain't praying that yeah Oh, that's so funny. And I love, you said this earlier, but I want to go back to it because uh, I liked the uh, alliteration of it. And just like the idea of it is writing thank you notes to God. Um, Anytime, you know, I'm in South Louisiana, the South, South, (laughs) we the South, South. And when I tell you, I cannot receive a gift without automatically thinking, oh, I need to send a thank you note. I actually literally have a thank you note right here. And I have on my to-do list to write another thank you note right after this. Cause one of my friends bought some stuff off my registry and I'm like, I wish I did that more often with God. Like I, I want to start doing that. Like anytime I receive a blessing, I want to write a thank you note because those are the kind of things that become pillars of your faith. And those are the things that you can kind of look back on and be like, oh yeah, he blessed me here. He blessed me with this. He blessed me with that. Like that's incredible. Yeah. So I love that idea. Okay. I'm thinking of you like younger Jackie. Oh my goodness. <laughs> a little less confident. <laughs> or maybe blind confidence, whatever you want to choose. What advice would you give her? I'm ready for this. That is, uh, that's a big question. I'm just thinking of my younger, my younger self and my childhood. And yeah, that's, that's a hard question. Um, I think the first thing that I would say I think I would tell myself to sift through my convictions. Mm -hmm. Um, And here's why I say that, because I became a Christian at the age of 19, right? That's who, when you said younger self, that's the first age that I thought of. I became a Christian at the age of 19. And um, 
legalism ruled my life. Like mm. it just took over my life. And so what I felt to be conviction at that time really turned out to be rules that man mm. had placed over me. And there was so much shame and so much lack of confidence in who I was in Christ. Um, and it was just a really, really hard time. You know, I really thought that I was honoring God. Um, and so that formed this like fake confidence, this blind confidence, as you would say. And so if I abided in the rules, you know, I would be liked, I'd be honoring God and the list goes on. And so I just, I live by those rules and, and that blind confidence for a long time. But thankfully I learned after years uh, that for the Christian, our convictions come from the fact that we really do know the one true God, like the true living God. And we really do know the purposes of life. And we really do know what it means to find salvation in Jesus and, and what it looks like to follow him. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And just bring others alongside. And so we know that, that there is this uh, value, I guess, this value system that the world really just doesn't understand. And I didn't understand yeah. <laughs> at the age of 19. And it's because of the gospel, right? Where we see mm -hmm. the God that saves, you know, a savior that went to the cross and died for each one of us who then walks up out of the grave for our freedom. And there's this confidence in him, right? That's what he, that's what a part of why he died for us because he loves yeah. us because of our sins, but also it gives us a confidence in him um, to bring us through. And so based on those convictions, uh, we do have this certain amount of confidence. And as leaders, we just really need to be sure of the convictions given to us in the word of God. Right. And that, that really should produce this confidence for our everyday lives. And like, I'm just thinking of my 19 year old self and, and yeah, I would just tell myself, Hey, like sift through your convictions. What does that look like? What does God say? What does man say? You know, how are you living now? Um, and how, what do you want to see and how do you want to live, um, in the future in your days to come? And let me just say one more thing for those who are listening. Like I see my 19 year old self every day. As I look at women who are eager to step up in faith, eager to serve the kingdom, but they're stuck in fear and insecurity, right? And there are women with potential that hasn't been recognized because someone has misplaced their convictions. Someone has misplaced their, their, their calling, right? And then there's vision that has yet to be seen because there's so much fear lashed out by people who are in a higher standing than us. Mm. There's boldness that is eager to be unleashed and there's hearts that are in need of this wild confidence. But I see myself as a 19 year old in these women because they're stuck, right? Mm -hmm. And so whoever is listening right now, I just want to encourage you to pick up that confidence again, to sift through those convictions, mm. um, 
to really look at the word of God and make this agreement today, not just to have this confidence right in the flesh, but to create a powerful movement for years to come in, in, in our lives personally, but in the lives of the women in the spaces around us. And I think that's so, so important because as a 19 year old girl, thinking back, I, I lacked this confidence because everything was geared toward the flesh Mm. when I just wanted someone to say hey drop it all and look to Jesus wow and so yeah like there's no more sitting on the sidelines if you're listening because of maybe those negative words that someone may have spoken over you like there's no more thinking that you are not qualified because you don't fit the mold Uh uh-uh yeah like we, I know Ainsley and I, we want to see women growing, right? Yeah. We want to see them determined to walk in their calling. Women who are tenacious and bold and just for the kingdom, right? Yeah. So yeah, just for the glory of God and for the good of others, like let's, let's grab a hold of that God confidence for sure. So good. And you can continue to go to church at Press Towards Purpose on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> No, I love that. I love that. I can't tell you how many times I've talked to college students and they are so ruled by legalism that they're missing the heart of God. Yes. And so to he- I'm hearing you talk about it. And I'm like, yeah, I know that 19 year old. I yeah. sat across from that 19 year old. Like I get it. And I mean, there's, so many things that we can kind of tangent off of that and be like, yeah, this wasn't good. This was good. This was good, but go ahead and underline that circle that, but sifting through your conv- convictions to combat legalism, I think is really awesome advice. That is such a good idea, especially for people who are, uh, you know, stepping out and taking faith for themselves and not like, you know, just accepting their parents' faith. Right. Which, exactly is a whole journey in yeah, and of itself. That's a whole new podcast episode. <laughs> yeah, for real. But oh my gosh, I just love everything that you have said and shared. And I just know there's going to be so many people who are so challenged and encouraged by this that they're going to take, make a 180 in wherever path they're going right now. Their, their hope is going to be restored. Their confidence is going to be restored. And you just gave them the permission slip they needed to lay down the excuses and pick up the actions. Come on, lay down those excuses and pick up the action. That's so good. (laughs) So with all the pouring out that you do, how can we uh, pour back in and pray for you? Hmm. So thank you for praying for me. I would love prayers um, for my family, just so that I stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, this cancer journey, there's, there's still fear there, right? Sure, sure. Back, though I am celebrating. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also, if you can just pray like in general for, like, I never, I never want to aim for fame. I never want to aim for wealth. Like, I, I don't want to sip the Kool-Aid, you know, as yeah. they say, like, I want to stay close to the heart of God, like you were saying. And, um, I want that humility. I want it to be a constant outpour from my heart. And so um, just help me, help me pray with me that I can aim with confidence at the, at the all satisfying God that we serve. And that I really just give myself 
entirely, like wholly up to his mission. Um, mm. Yeah, I pray for press toward purpose. I love just everyone who I can, who I'm able to serve and just help through suffering um, right now and just um, share my hope with them and give them a hand of guidance. And so just pray for that. But that's pretty much it. Thank you. <laughs> Definitely. You got it. We'll be praying for that. And we want to be able to keep up with you and keep up with all the things that you're doing. So where can we hang out with you online? Yeah, you can check me out on Instagram um, at Jackie underscore Aviles. And then you can um, head on to my coaching page, which is Press Toward Purpose. Um, and yeah, same thing on Facebook. Come and hang out. Let's chat. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you're going to be so blessed with uh, this follow if you follow Jackie I just know it because I am so Jackie thank you so much for hanging out with us today it has been so much fun you are incredible thanks for having me guys hey thanks so much for hanging out today I pray that you're able to see yourself how the Lord sees you so you can hold your head a little higher and shine your confidence a little brighter I would so appreciate if you would leave a review, subscribe, and share this with a friend. And of course, I want to stay connected with you. Find me on Instagram at Ainsley B. And my website is AinsleyBritton.com. See y'all later.